What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast, and I've got one of my great friends, it's Jeremy Bell, the lovely voice out of Western Kentucky with me. How's it going, Jeremy? Uh, it's great, John. It's another beautiful day here on this, uh, when we are recording this on Friday, and it's been a beautiful, uh, beautiful week, uh, especially a beautiful week for the Braves, and uh, that's that makes it even better as they... Uh, yeah, head off to Kansas City. Well, I wish I could say the same thing down here. It's kind of gloomy down here, but really, it is a beautiful day in Braves country because the Braves have on a three-game winning streak. Yeah, yeah, you know, sweep uh, uh, sweep of the Reds, uh, which was uh, a good thing, especially after uh, losing those three games uh, to the Padres um, in what uh, is. Um, you know, an upcoming series with the Padres where they go out, they'll go out West. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think that maybe a little bit different. We're going to uh, maybe be a little bit better pitching wise when we go out there. Uh, but um, hopefully a little different story, but uh, it was a good win. Yes, I know it's against the Reds. I understand that. Although uh, the Reds picked up their uh, fourth win at home uh, Thursday night. Uh, didn't win their fourth game at home until May 9th of last year. So, oh, yeah. uh, so they're in a little better shape than where they were at least last year. So uh, not a bad-looking team. They're just a young team as well. And, and uh, Braves able to take advantage, which uh, was a good thing. Although one-run games, how many – what kind of <laughs> stats do you see through the year of how teams handle one-run games? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that's a huge stat. You don't see two, three, four, five run games. What do you do in one run games? And uh, fortunately, uh, as far as the Braves go, you know, we've always, already talked about the Monday game where the Braves won that game five to four. That was a one run game. Well, Tuesdays and Wednesdays were one run games. So, yep. um, I, you know, that's, that's what you, you make or break a team uh, that way in those one-run games, you can win those 10-run games. You know, you can go out and score like the uh, Minnesota Twins did Thursday night against the Yankees and score nine runs in the first inning. Uh, Ooh, and, and you I win, didn't see that. You win those. Yeah, you win those games. But uh, it's those one-run games uh, that that really make it uh, postseason worthy. Uh, you know, how do you play in those close games? I've said it for years with teams that schedule – uh, you know, bunny teams, uh, like in football, um, in, in high school football, especially, um, you know, I've seen this over the years. How do you perform when the game is close and you have to play all four quarters, not two quarters, but you play all four quarters. And Murray has been involved with some of those teams before in the past that, that have beaten teams handily. And then they run into a close game and have to play four quarters. And guess what? They lose, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because, they don't know how to act. So, uh, hopefully, you know, these one-run games that each, both these teams were participating in, you can even look at the Reds. Uh, you know, get in those stressful situations and see how you manage yourself because I guarantee you that can definitely help you when it comes at the end of the year down the stretch when you're having to play those close games uh, to get to the playoffs. I was talking to one of my friends who's a Reds fan down here. I'm kind of confused at how he's a Reds fan. I guess he's from – he he had a few yeah. years of living up in Eastern Kentucky. Um, right. The weird side of the weird side of Kentucky. 
Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. True. <laughs> oh, I pick on him a lot. Um, yeah. But he was like, yeah, the Reds suck. They're terrible. I was like, well, not really. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the um, MLB. I mean, that's – and they were they only lost on one run each game. I mean, they, yeah. they've got young talent. I told him, I was like, you know – if they can keep this core group together, they're going to be really good in a couple of years. And and they're and let's face it, the division that they're in as well is not so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even uh, if you look uh, at the bottom of the pile right now is the Cardinals. Uh, so if I recall correctly, so uh, so I you know they they've got a little bit of time to get it together. Uh, just I mean it's at the beginning of the year, so let's. You know, we hadn't played a whole lot of games. Uh, you know, so so let's not put any pressure on them. They're a young team. Um, and uh, I, I saw some, uh, you know, David Bell, their manager, I, I was reading one article, and I think it even came from uh, Cincinnati paper of how, you know, well, he made, uh, he, he made this mistake and this mistake. And I'm like, you know, um, do you make mistakes early on in the year? You take guys out. Uh, he was actually what it was 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 he had had taken somebody out because it was a lefty lefty matchup, and he went with mm-hmm. the lefty righty matchup instead. Uh, so as as far as the batting goes, uh, well, you know, most managers will tell you they'll make that move every single time, mo- or or mm-hmm. most of the time, uh, they'll make that move to get that matchup to where it's not in favor of the pitcher. Uh, if he's a if a left-handed pitcher you know, not facing, you know, a left-handed batter. So, uh, boy, you, you got to give these guys a little bit of room to grow. And, um, you know, if they can get their pitching staff in order, I, I think they could have a pretty good year, and especially that division. Again, that division that they're in, just look, uh, you know, the Brewers, the Cubs, the Pirates, the Reds, and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You know, the predominant – winner in that division has been the Cardinals. The Brewers have played well uh, lately. Uh, normally the Pirates play well in the beginning and then fall off. Um, you know, the, uh, normally, uh, you know, the, the Reds are down at the bottom. Uh, the Cubs, you know about the Cubs, the lovable losers that they are. Uh, so, and even, and even they're a young team, even though, yes, I know they signed Andrew Swanson, but they're still a very young team. So, you know, the division that they're in is very favorable. Uh, mm-hmm. And if they could, you know, get off to a good start uh, and and maintain some of that throughout the course of the year, boy, they really got a good chance, I think. Um, speaking of good chances, though, the Braves have a good chance to win, keep this winning streak going this weekend. Uh, yeah, they do. Uh, you know, they both, uh, these teams come in with uh, reverse records, what I think the Braves are, what, 9-4, and four, is that right, 9-4? Mm-hmm. and four. Uh, and the, the Royals are four and nine. Uh, so, uh, you know, this weekend, um, you know, going to have experience going on the mound. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Morton's pitching tonight. Uh, Bryce Elder in, in the in the middle, in the middle. Even though you don't consider him um, uh, experience, he has experience. Uh, right. To be quite honest with you, when you're thrown into the fire. Uh, in the middle of a pennant race where you're trying to catch the top team in the Mets and you have to pitch in those games, uh, you know, that's important. Uh, oh, yeah. I think that, that builds upon, 
the experience that you got and the pressure that you have to go through. So certainly he knows how to handle uh, the pressure, and it looks like he might be the last man standing as far as the guys that were, you know, Schuster's already been sent down, Dodd's already been sent down, and, and now you throw Elder, who was called up, uh, because they they needed another pitcher and how he's how he's performed. So uh, you know I think that he may be the last guy standing, but I think you know Mike Schroka may be headed there pretty quickly as well. So but I, I think there's a there's a place for Bryce Elder and and uh, so uh, we'll see. But and then Kyle Wright uh, maybe looking to bounce back and and go a little bit further uh, in the game on Sunday. Uh, going to go against the old Wiley Zach Grinky on Sunday, so uh, oh, you know, wow. it's, a, it's a it's a good series. But uh, good veteran pitchers uh, going uh, for the Braves, and again, I think that uh, I think that helps. And even on Sunday, when you look at you look at that game on Sunday, um, Kyle Wright's probably going to go a little bit further. Uh, you know, he only threw I think seventy five pitches in his last start, which I. I'm pretty sure he was going to be on an innings count on a on a pitch count anyway. Probably right. uh, you might see that pitch count get a little bit higher uh, this next game uh, and in the next game, and, and then finally you know let go and 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 get back up to that 100 or so mark. So uh, you know hopefully he can at least get us five uh, and and then uh, get out of there and let somebody else finish it up. But but uh, I think you're going to see his restrictions get. Uh, looser and looser as uh, the uh, next few games go on. But I do think you're still going to be on it just a little bit here for this game on Sunday against the Royals. I know I'm going really out of order, but we'll get back to a deeper dive into this series and uh, at the end, toward the end of the show. Um, let's look back at the Braves the last two games since we, we talked about Monday's game on Tuesday. Um, yeah. Was it 7-6 to six on Wednesday? Yeah, seven to six on uh, Wednesday. Uh, you had the uh, Reds getting out with four runs in the third inning. Uh, although uh, the Braves had jumped up on them one nothing, they came back and the Reds did score four to make it four to one. You know, the Braves tack on one in the third and then three in the fourth, uh, and then one in the fifth and one in the seventh before the uh, Reds tacked on two in the eighth. So uh, Braves still uh, won the game seven to six. Uh, on 11 hits, uh, so pretty good stuff. Uh, I was watching it on the app. I couldn't watch the game just because it's blacked out. Uh, mm-hmm. My son was uh, texted me that night. He's rehearsing for a show, and and um, he uh, he said, "Where can I watch the game?" And I said, "You can't." He said, "What?" And I said, "You can't." I said, "You're blacked out." He said, "Well, that's not very nice." And I said, "No, it's not." Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he went to watching the Lakers game. I think that was the Laker playing that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good night all around, you know, for uh, a lot. Uh, that was the night right pitch and gave up four earned runs in three innings. Um, but, uh, again, you know, you're looking at a guy who's kind of tasted his first experience with arm trouble. So I suspect as that uh, confidence gets a little bit better and a little bit better, uh, you're going to see different things. But Michael Tonkin came in and uh, pitched the next three innings, giving up only one hit, uh, nothing after that, and three strikeouts. Uh, Chavez came in uh, with an inning. Uh, Jimenez struggled. He's the one that gave up the other two runs. But uh, Dylan Lee and Nick Anderson finished it up. So the bullpen did their job in finishing it up and only gave up 
two runs, uh, I would say that's pretty good between the five of the, of the guys that came in uh, to pitch. But uh, overall, a good hitting night uh, for the um, for the Braves. Uh, everybody uh, everybody on base except Sean Murphy and and uh, who else? Sean Murphy may have been it. Yeah, Sean Murphy was it. But he walked twice. I say everybody wasn't on base. Everybody was on base. Murphy walked mm-hmm. twice. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, everybody getting on base uh, and, um, you know, having a good night at the plate. All right. I, this is the game of the Matt Elson line, like, bomb. Yeah, the one he hit, like, 100,000 miles an hour. Yeah. Like <laughs> I think officially, hour. officially yeah. with 18.6, 118.6 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the hardest hit ball by the a Brave in the StatCast era since 2015. Can you name yeah. the second hardest hit ball by a Brave? Um, was it Austin Riley? Nope. Ooh, then I don't know. Who was it? Tyler Flowers. Huh. <laughs> well, I would never have got that either. You had to pull that one from way out, you know? He, his was eight one eighteen point five, and it was a single. Huh. huh. That's um. Oh, thanks, uh, thank you, Ben England, for was, telling me that. Yeah, what was O'Neill Cruz's last year? Wasn't his? Um, mm. It was his was up there too, right? I mean, <clears throat> I think his was like one twenty something. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah, not going to be hitting the ball very much. O'Neill Cruz is not, but anyway. No, uh, that that, that that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, but, but, a, but a good, getting, a good night. You good just night reminded me something. Um, yeah. That's pretty much, I, and I understand why. Uh, oh, uh, Ode- or door is that his name? Is that his, uh, Odor, yes. Um, he he was talking about why he didn't slide or you know go in differently, and he had yeah. torn up his knee sliding like that into a catcher. Yeah. And yeah. he, he, I mean, he didn't sound like he was meant to do it, or he just sounded like, you know. Yeah, I don't, I and, don't think anybody, yeah, anybody on the Braves thought it was a, a, a dirty play uh, right. from Odor. Uh, some people know how to slide, some people don't. Now let's go back to this O'Neill Cruz. Uh, my, my wife actually pointed this out, and I was kind of surprised that she actually saw this play. Uh, I did not see it until she pointed it out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know because. They had a, a the benches cleared, um, you know they oh. they were mad, all that stuff. Well, so John, I know you have trouble seeing, so I know you didn't see this. Okay, <laughs> uh, so so let me let me describe it to you uh, in terms of how uh, it, it makes this pretty easy for you. Uh, okay. The O'Neill Cruz doesn't know how to slide. Okay, <laughs> um, he's coming into the catcher. By the way, the catcher is giving him plenty of room, okay? The catcher is off to the right side of the plate. The catcher mm-hmm. is giving him plenty of room. He is not blocking the plate whatsoever, okay? So, okay. Um, O'Neill Cruz came in and slid into the catcher, who he would have had to slid just a shade bit to the left of home plate, because that's where the catcher was. He was, if you're looking at it from, from O'Neill Cruz's perspective, the catcher was to the left of home plate, giving him plenty mm-hmm. of room, if you're O'Neill Cruz to slide to the right of home plate, okay? Mm-hmm. In other words, the backside. you yeah, the backside. In other words, you can slide without even to be honest with you, you could almost like fall to the ground and roll. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but you slide, and, and that way you wouldn't have gotten your, your maybe your knees caught or anything like that. You slide to the outside, you stick your hand out, and rub it across the plate. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about, your outstretched hand across the plate. And I think if he does that, I, I know if he does that, he doesn't get hurt. The problem is he came in almost sliding on his knees, okay? Um, I stopped it, and, I, and I, I, when my wife came back into the room, I said, okay, take a look at this slide. Tell me what's wrong with this. And she said, well, look how he, he was not in, in position to slide. He was almost, he was on top of the plate when he decided to slide, okay? And then when he did, he decided to use his, he was on his, almost on his knees when he did it, okay? So thus, what happened was his leg, his ankle or whatever gets caught mm-hmm. uh, in a bad position. It was not the catcher's fault in any way. Uh, and mm-hmm. to be honest with you, every one of the Pirates should be suspended for their stupidity to go out there and try to take on, um, you know, the team that they were playing. Uh, because mm-hmm. it was not their fault. It was not the catcher's fault or anything. Uh, if you go back and you watch that play, O'Neill Cruz does not know how to slide. Uh, and that's plain and simple. The catcher was giving him plenty of room to – go to the outside of the plate, the back side of the plate. He had probably half of the plate that he could contend mm-hmm. with, okay, and he didn't do it. So um, I would I would suspend all the I, – I would suspend them for a game and say, you know what, the next game you play is a forfeit because you don't have enough guys to do it because you were stupid enough. Because you go back and you watch that and it's like, man, he does not know how to slide. And I, I get it. I mean, people not knowing how to slide – but there are ways, even though you don't know how to slide, to avoid having to even go down on your knees and have something like that happen and sliding straight into the base. You could slide to the outsides of the base, you know? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, sorry. I got to get off the bus. Is it bad that somebody who is blind and has never played baseball knows how to slide? Um, yeah, see, you might could teach him something. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, again – uh, it, it, it's his fault. It's O'Neill Cruz's fault. Uh, I mean, he brought that upon himself. He could have very easily slid to the outside, not even had to worry about, uh, you know, you know, you tuck one, you, how you slide is you stick one leg out in front of you, you tuck the other one in under you, okay? That's how you slide. Or you mm-hmm. do like, you know, you slide head first. I don't like that because, you know, that gets your hands, I think that's what was wrong with Ozzy last year when he slid into second base. You know, that's why they wear those mitts nowadays. Mm-hmm. First of all, they wear those mitts not to get their hands hit, but second of all, they wear them so that, you know, they can keep their fingers outstretched. Uh, so if they do get hit, uh, it doesn't break them all. Uh, you know, and, and if they get stepped on, at least they've got that mitt. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, that's, that's how you slide. One leg out in front of you, one leg tucked under, boom, you slide. Uh, I had a, a, a little league coach uh, back early in my career, and uh, he was a big believer in the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. And I had him for two years. And so the first year I had him, we had sliding practice, okay? Uh, nice. We knew we knew how to cover bases. We practiced that. Uh, we did everything. As a matter of fact, I used to hate those. Then the second year I had him, I was like, oh, we're going to have to go through this. But it gets it ingrained in your mind how to do it. And so we had mm. sliding practice, and I could steal bases because I knew how to slide. Um, nice. And so, anyway, 
Uh, I mean, that's just basic. That's the stuff you do in spring training. And, and sometimes mentally, sometimes you get going and mentally it's like, what in the world am I doing? I know how to slide. And sometimes it just, you have a hiccup. And I think mm. that was just one of his hiccups. And, um, you know, it's, it's all on O'Neill Cruz, to be honest with you. Anyway, sorry. Well, I brought that up just to make sure, make Braves fans feel better about, uh, yeah, Odor. Know, yeah, Odor, and he wasn't trying to be vicious. Yeah, no, I don't um, think so. I don't, I, I don't. Um, at least in that instance, and it's just like O'Neill Cruz. You know, again, the catcher in that instance wasn't trying to be uh, vicious mm-hmm. in any way. You just don't. I mean, that's the kind of things you don't slide into the catcher. Like the old days, the catcher's got to mm-hmm. give you and can't block the plate. You can slide to the outside, uh, right? And and easily ha- not have to worry about sliding into the catcher. But uh, the technique on your slide will cause problems. And much like Odor, probably the same way, he his technique was not good. Same way with O'Neill Cruz, the technique was terrible, and that's mm-hmm. what cost him uh, this injury. So in this seven to six win, um, you know, we've mentioned the excuse me, the uh, rocket, the moon rocket from uh, Matt Olson. What else stood out to you from this game? Well, uh, you know, again, it's the bullpen. I think Michael Tonkin. You know, you we always ask who's going to be that guy that that performed well. I think Michael Tonkin shut it down. Kyle Wright had given up four runs. Uh, had walked four. That's another problem. <clears throat> so three strikeouts. So Tonkin came in and pitched three innings. Mm-hmm. He only gave up one hit, struck out three. That would be my guy if I had to go to, um, you know, that, that even though look at all the guys up and down the, the batting order and how well that they did, uh, I still think Michael Tonkin came in and uh, shut them down when he needed them to. Uh, and, and, you know, the rest of the bullpen as well. But, but boy, that would be my, that you know, the guy to go to to say, hey, he performed well. I mean, I love his story. Um, I've listened to David O'Brien's podcast, and his story is incredible. He did not yeah. play professional baseball for five years. Wow. From 2017 to 2022. Yeah. He was out wow. of Major League Baseball. He was cut yeah. by the Diamondbacks at one point. He got one inning in spring training for them at one point. Um, yeah. He played – I think in the Mexican League, the I, – I don't want to mess this up. Um, yeah, yeah. Chinese yeah. or Japanese League, one of those yeah. two. And then I know he was over here in um, the, you know, the independent leagues. Yeah. But I just thought, man, that's crazy. To, to keep going and going after getting turned down every year and then finally – you yeah. get a shot and you take it, and then I think that's well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I even look back at Tyler Matzik. Yep, uh, that's, you know the, the exactly. struggles that he has. You know, those are great stories. And um, isn't it funny how some of those stories, a lot of those stories, you end up like in the Mexican league or mm-hmm. those independent leagues, and somebody discovers you again, and all of a sudden you're back pitching. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, Tonkin has a place. I mean, look at that. I mean, three innings, he shut him down. Uh, you know, if he can be that guy. <clears throat> that picks up an inning or two, kind of like what Colin McHugh has done over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if he could be that guy that could pick up an inning or two, uh, you know, 
kind of what Spencer Strider was doing last year when he uh, was coming out of the bullpen. You know, he'd get you two innings. Uh, and, and, you know, if he can be that guy that can do that, uh, then that just adds, you know, uh, better depth and better flexibility uh, to the bullpen. Because, you know, you'd like it those nights where some of those guys get nights off uh, and not have to pitch so much. So, mm-hmm. you know, if your starter could give you six and <clears throat> Tonkin every once in a while can give you two innings and then um, you got, um, uh, you know, whoever – closing the game, Iglesias, when he comes back. Uh, but um, mentor now, but, you know, those guys only getting, uh, you know, one inning. I, you know, I think that, that could really help down the stretch, too, to keep the bullpen fresh. Well, we've talked about the bullpen and their successes on Tuesday night um, against the Reds. What, who, who had a good game except for Olsen hitting for you, for you in your opinion? Um, well, and well, let me get back to that. Uh, you know, I think it was a, in my opinion, I think it was a Cunha's night. I think if I'm, if I'm, I'm getting my games mixed up, but I think um, Cunha, yeah, no, no, that's right. You know. Um, uh, da, 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 da. uh, yeah, you know, Austin Riley had two hits. Um, Rosario had two hits. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, Hilliard had two hits. I think Hilliard is the guy that I would go with because he got on base, uh, when they needed, uh, needed a run. Uh, I believe to send him to go out on top, uh, and mm. he was on base. He walked. He was on base uh, three times. He walked, two hits, had an RBI, and had a run. Uh, so that that'd be my guy filling in, uh, you know, for uh, Michael Harris. I think the Falcons are Falcons fans are mad that he's not their linebacker. <laughs> we'll take him. He is, we'll take, you know, he is big, but he can run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll take him. No doubt about that. <laughs> um, awesome. Moving on, are we in? Are we done with this game, or do we have any yeah, more to add to this one? Yeah, let's moving on, baby. Uh, moving on to Wednesday night, the Braves win five to four, if I'm not mistaken. Again, yes, sir. right? Yep. Um, yep, you got it. I know. In my uh, this was a Striders game, and I was like I said, I listened to David O'Brien. So um, I take a lot of my stats and stuff from him. Um, Strider was struggling. He had the bases loaded. He had, you know, that inning with uh, the balk. Okay, question. Did you see that? I did not. You... No, I can't. I, I couldn't watch the game. So um, I was just I didn't know if your app could it. see it. Or... Yeah, no. No, the app even. Um, nobody, nobody could see it. I, I don't know if I could see it if I went to the game, to be honest with you, because of the blackout. Okay. But, yeah, no, I, I didn't see the ball. Um, I, I was confused because even, you know, Joe and Ben didn't know what happened until – Yeah. So I was confused if you'd seen videos on that or anything because, you know, yeah. my vision is not the greatest. <laughs> really? I didn't know really? that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had, to, I had yeah. to sit courtside and I still could barely see. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. <laughs> I can see better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so he was struggling, and then he walks the bases loaded after that, and then Rick Kranitz comes out, and he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, expletive, expletive. Um, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, Kranitz gets out there, holds his, you can tell. I, I I can mock him. You know, he gets out here's since you can't see it, I can tell you what he does. He walks out there. You know, he's, he's got uh, 
he, he holds his, his uh, he holds both hands up, he's got them out, and, and he's shaking them, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and as he's talking, he's shaking them. He, you know, he's like, what are you doing? He almost like he wants to uh, put his hands on their face and go, what are you doing? You know, something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's Kranich. Typical Kranich, you know, walking out there, got his hands up and moving. So, yeah. yeah. And then Strider just goes off after that. He yeah. sets down nine in a row. I think five or seven strikeouts. Hey, he had nine overall, so. Yeah. 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 So, he was, he was on fire after that, so. Yeah. Yeah, and this, and, and this was Acuna's night with the three RBIs. Okay. Um, and then, it, you know, Rosario uh, gets the homer that, that uh, put him on top, basically. Because uh, it was um, a 4-4 game, and then uh, Rosario gets the homer um, in the – Eighth inning that put him on top five to four. Yeah. Okay. I I remember him having him, him having a walk off. Um, yeah. Or not a walk yeah. off, but a game winning yeah. home run. Yeah. And then then Mentor came in and finished it up. Yates uh, again finishing. Um, and then you know Strider with five innings uh, did have nine strikeouts, walked a couple of guys. So uh, you know it's it, Spencer, give me five or six innings. You know, I can I can live with that. Um, mm. I hope he can go six or seven. Um, but again, it's it's all about and and all those you know the pitches that you throw, how many pitches you throw, uh, stuff like that. Uh, so um, you know, you just gotta maximize um, uh, you know maximize your pitches whenever you can. And mm. and uh, but still nine strikeouts. I think this is the seventh or eighth game he's gone straight with nine strikeouts. So, um, you know, it, it's just going to get better from number 99. Uh, and, um, I, you know, it, it's early in the season. Um, you know, give me uh, six, seven innings later in the season. I'm okay with that. After after the game when they were talking to him um, for the after a game report or whatever, um, yeah. he was talking – he was like, I was trying to, you know, go longer and have, like, save myself. And he's like, Francis yeah. is like, just go for it. And that's yeah. when he started throwing harder and harder. And he's like, well, that's just me. That's just my, his style. Yeah. He has to go, he has to throw yeah. as hard as he can, as yeah. long as he can. Well, the problem with that, I don't have a problem with that right there, what you just said, him throwing hard. The problem is when you think about trying to save yourself, that's when you mess your arm up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you do something different in your mechanics to, um, to, to you, you change something. Uh, mm-hmm. even though, well, it's, it's a mindset change. No, I mean, yes, it is, but you're also, um, changing something else too. Uh, and mm-hmm. that sometimes can hurt you. Uh, and so, you know, just go out there and throw it, uh, just let her rip. And, uh, that's, you, you got to do that every single time because you start pulling some of those, well, you know, I, I let up a lot here, then you could hurt yourself. So, uh, just, yeah, I'm like with Kranich. Just go out there and throw it, baby. Just get on the mound and throw. Throw hard. If you got to throw hard, throw it hard. I agree. Um, it's you got to attack, and that's just yeah. that's how he is. Just attack. Yep, every time. Um, yep. So we mentioned Acuna having a good game. We mentioned the the uh, game-winning home run for uh, Rosario. Um, yep. Is that complete this one, or you got anything else? Yeah, I'm I'm done with this one. Uh, you know, again, um, and 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 look, 
I think it's important if Eddie can hit the ball, um, you know, get back to hitting to where he was. Um, mm-hmm. We need somebody that can play. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, no disrespect to anybody, but Ozuna right now is killing us. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he's under he's under 100 batting, I think. Uh, you know, he, oh, 69, I, I, know, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, I understand that Snitker's trying to give him every opportunity. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if when um, somebody like when Harris gets back, um, that somebody like Sam Hilliard, uh, you know, Pilar, somebody like that moves into that um, D8 spot, uh, mm-hmm. potentially moves into that outfield spot with Rosario as well, uh, and Marcelo Ozuna uh, might go away. Um, I, I think – you know, right? You know, this is the game too that Arcia, um, that Arcia got yes. hit on the wrist, uh, and now <clears throat> has a micro fracture in his wrist. And you know, they say uh, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not out a couple of months with that. Um, I was wondering about I, that. You know, I was wondering, yeah, how bad a micro fracture is compared to a regular fracture. Well, you know. Those stress fractures, you know, you hear about stress fractures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they always say, um, you might as just break it. It's better off to break it because you know how long you're going to be when you break it. You know, you're right. going to be four to six weeks, whatever. So you know that already with these fractures, it's a little different story because you just don't know how it, how long it's going to take to heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hate that. They didn't even pick it up on – they didn't even pick it up on MRI to start with. Yeah, no, no, they didn't. They didn't pick it up till the next day, if I'm correct. Uh, because yeah. they said x-rays were negative. So uh, so they get him another, I guess, another one. And and uh, lo and behold, uh, there it is. So uh, I, I hate that uh, because he was really playing well. And this is a situation for last year, too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really playing well, really, really playing well. Um, and – you know, he was going to be the guy to fill in for Ozzy, and then he gets hurt, uh, and then you bring up who? Vaughn Grissom. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. Vaughn Grissom's been recalled, so um, and he's been having a heck of a year so far to start with Gwinnett. So uh, the uh, the youngster's going to get his chance to play shortstop, and I, I, this may be the case where he doesn't give it up this time. Uh, and just... and there's no no way you're going to be able. to to send it back down because he's going to make it worth their while to keep him there. So, so right I, now, I just feel bad for, I feel bad for Orlando. I, or all he's been through and all, you know, yes. he wasn't, yeah. he was doubted all spring and then all of a sudden, yeah. bam, he's got, he's playing amazing. And, you know, yeah, yeah, he, you know, I, I do too. I did not want Arcia playing shortstop. I was mm-hmm. thinking, you know, I was, I was like, okay, it's Vaughn Grissom's time. Uh, this is going to be the guy. And then it was, you know, they send him down and, and uh, you know, taking a lot of heat uh, for it, including from, from me and you. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I agree. And, but he came out of the gate uh, playing, you know, fabulous. Uh, oh, so he, he I, did. I, and, and it's just like last year. He was playing great last year for Ozzy when Ozzy got hurt, and then he gets hurt. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just, you know, I guess if you – um, bad luck. If you didn't, have, what what's bad luck? You wouldn't have any luck at all. I think is that it. Uh, <laughs> I think so. so. Uh, that's a country song, I think. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I, 
I feel bad for him, uh, and and I still think there's a place for Orlando Arcia uh, to play. And mm-hmm. uh, who knows when he comes back? Maybe he goes out to left field. I don't know. Um, so uh, well, he can I, play I, out there. He he's got I, a cannon. I, yeah, but uh, um, uh, this is going to be Vaughn Grissom's time once again. Um, and I think Ron Washington, you know, told him when he was sent down, go down there and play. Go mm-hmm. play. Go play hard and uh, prove it. And uh, he was proving it down in, at Gwinnett. And uh, he's back. So, anyway, well, we'll see. I don't, I don't know if the fans want to hear this, but I have a stress fracture story of my own. And it's oh, kind of stupid. So, oh. it, it involves running, of course. <laughs> um, yep. As you can, you can tell from my Facebook. Yeah. Um, I've had two stress fractures in the same leg. One in the leg, one in the foot. Um, uh. Both due to cross country. But uh, my second one that I had was in my foot, and I um, had I signed up and qualified for disability nationals and for the junior for juniors when I was in high school. And um, I think I got the stress fracture in late May, early June, and the, uh. they were in July. Yeah. So I went, I would, I would, I didn't run any until nationals and I got up there and I took the boot off, ran my race, put the boot back on and just ran every race. Yeah. I ran the, the mile, the 800 and the 400 all with a stress fracture in my foot. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and that's amazing. Uh, and you hear those stories too, you know, this year basketball wise, you know, our, um, one of our probably one of our best basketball players to come out in a long time on at Murray High and Grant Whitaker uh, had oh, yeah. a, fra- fractured his wrist in the early going uh, mm-hmm. before the season even started um, and and couldn't play uh, and mm-hmm. only played the last 10 11 games mm-hmm. um, so you know that that was that's a struggle but um, but yeah you know those fractures again they they always say you would rather break them uh, mm-hmm. And it would be better to heal than you would to uh, have to deal with the, the not knowing when it was going to get better and better. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never had that. Uh, I've only uh, I broke my I broke my wrist, uh, and that's really about it. I dislocated a finger pretty badly and, and had to have surgery. So other than that, that's really been about it um, as far as that as far as you know injuries go. But uh, yeah, those stress fractures, those fractures in general can just, um, you know, get you, you know, the rest of the year, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hope not. It's a long year. But I suspect that Mr. Arcia will be on the uh, injured list. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not um, two months or more. So, um, Grissom has already been called up. I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, he was um, – when they found out that uh, – I think it was uh, yesterday, Thursday. Thursday okay. they found out very early that he had that micro fracture uh, and immediately it was sent out that Von Grissom's on his way back. Um, uh, Ian Anderson – that was the other report was Ian Anderson's got – had Tommy John surgery. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So, so he's out uh, until – you know, Tommy John surgery, that's one of those, yeah, he's going to have the whole uh, year. Uh, he'll be off the year, and he'll be back next year, but it'll be middle of next year before anything. He won't get back 
and, and have a chance to potentially be in the starting rotation until 26, 2026, probably. Right. Uh, so, because he'll, uh, you know, that's a, a year uh, injury and rehab, uh, and then you're another half year. Uh, so he'll spend it down in, in uh, Gwinnett again in 25 before finally having that next chance in 26, which that might not be a bad thing. We, you know, we got guys on the move all the time, but, um, but uh, yeah, Tommy John surgery, but, but Von Grissom on his way and he'll be there in Kansas city. And I suspect that he'll be in the starting lineup. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Um, Max, I think it hard that Max Fried is throwing again. Yes, he is. He's getting closer. Uh, and uh, again, uh, hamstring, you just don't want that thing to be a nagging injury all year. So no, take you your don't. time. Uh, we got uh, we got plenty of firepower pitching wise right now. So take your time, get it healed. Um, you know, get comfortable with it, and uh, then uh, you know be ready to go. Whether it's in two weeks, three weeks, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any injury updates that I'm missing, Ms. Soroka? Have you seen Soroka update or anything? Yes, uh, Soroka, I think, is getting closer himself uh, from what I've been able to see. Um, looks like he is um, having a uh, having a good year with Gwinnett. Uh, I saw what I was reading one story. Uh, where was it? Okay, yeah, no, I can't find it now. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, what I saw this morning, uh, it looked like um, he was – uh, a lot closer to coming back. Uh, okay. So that was a good thing. Um, okay. So um, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised within the next few weeks if he's not up. The problem is, you know, again, with Bryce Elder pitching, he's making it harder for them to send him back down. Um, so it, it's a it's tough. So, uh, I mean, because let's face it, we envision this year uh, the starting rotation being – uh, Max Freed, uh, Spencer Schrider, Kyle Wright, uh, Charlie Morton, and the fifth guy was going to be Mike Soroka. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, obviously, that hasn't happened. We haven't had the starting rotation, uh, what we thought this year. Uh, but Bryce Elder's making it harder to send him down. Uh, and especially if he can go out Friday night and throw another good game, um, you know, against the Royal. I know it's against the Royal, so I get that. Okay. But, uh, again – He's making it harder and harder to send him down. But I suspect that Bryce Elder is going to get a couple more starts. Um, so that's that's a good – that would be a good thing. And if you look at the uh, schedule, uh, the upcoming schedule, you got the Royals. Uh, mm-hmm. So he'll get a start against the Royals. Then they're going to go out to the West Coast, and we're going to get the Padres, which he won't pitch in that series. But then we're going to come back home, and we're going to get the Astros. Ooh. Um, and then we're going to get the Marlins. And then we're going to welcome in the New York Mets. Dumbass. Yeah, dumbass. So you figure he is going to get a start against the Astros, and he's Mm -hmm. probably going to get a start against the Mets. So uh, that's just my guess. Uh, Okay, this is a random question. I know that the Mets, and and this is a blind question. Sorry, guys. Um, I know that the Mets and the Astros are both blue and orange, correct? Yeah, the Mets are. Uh, yeah, the the. Um, yeah, uh, the Mets. Are yeah, they, both blue and are orange. Are they the same blue and orange, or? Um, you know, 
No, not really. Uh, okay. They're a little different orangey. They're a little different blue and orange. But, I mean, they're, okay. they're the same color scheme. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry for the blind the guy. Astros, predominantly, the Astros are more orange than they are blue. Okay. Uh, through the years, they've been more orange than they have been blue. The Mets are more blue than they are orange. Okay. Let's put it that way. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, here's, here's a uh, final question. Or, uh, not yeah. a final question, but the uh, interesting question. What do you do in Saruga and Frieder back? Do you, keep, um, do you go to six? <laughs> you could. Um, but, again, um, you either, A, with a six-man rotation, uh, you if you want to keep the same amount of bullpen guys, uh, then you've got to eliminate a um, – a, a player on the team, uh, a, a mm-hmm. position player, um, mm-hmm. which to me, uh, again, and I know that they're paying him all this money, but right now, to me, to be honest with you, that's Marcelo Zuna, mm-hmm. um, I, I think at least. I think we've got enough um, position players when you've got Pilar, you've got Hill, when Harris comes back, you've got, uh, you've got Hilliard, you've got Pilar, um, somebody else is it Eli White? Eli White, the other guy. Yeah, so yes. White could go. You know, when Harris comes back, so you've got Pilar and you got Hilliard uh, that can play in the outfield. So you got two guys that can play in the outfield. You've got Adrianza mm-hmm. who could play uh, second base, shortstop, and third. Uh, so, so you're okay there. Um, you know, if by chance, um, catching wise, and Chadwick Trump's back up. Uh, so, uh, catching wise, if Sean Murphy needed to go play first base, he probably could go play first base, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and be okay. So, so if you needed to eliminate a position player, to me, it would be Ozuna. And that would mean releasing him, which, uh, you know, good riddance, goodbye. I know they're going to have to pay him, uh, for a couple more years. Uh, you know, so. Uh, they're paying him this year, next year, but that that would be my choice. Keep the other guys, um, and that way, um, you know. And even if, and and then when Arcia comes back, which I, I don't, again, I don't see that for another two months. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can make that decision since you've got Arcia signed uh, for another two, three years. You can make that decision of whether or not you need to keep Adrianza or not, um, and he may be the next guy to go. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, that, that's just, you know, that's what I, what I would do, but I'd start with Ozuna, uh, and I might keep me a six man rotation. Um, but I, I don't know if that's going to be effective or not. Um, Here's a thought. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Here's a thought on Ozuna. Send him to Gwinnett and to give him a wake up call. Yeah. If he's got options. Uh, okay. You know, I didn't think of that whole, part. Yeah, that was the whole key with uh, because I think he can deny he can deny going to Gwinnett because he's got the tenure or he's got whatever it is ah. um, that ten five or whatever it is mm. uh, ten whatever that is I think he can deny going and then just ask, ask for his release ah. um, so and become a, a free agent automatically or whatever he becomes um, mm. so. I, I, that was the problem, and that's one of the reasons why Vaughn Grissom got sent down uh, was mm-hmm. because guys like Adrianza and Arcia were out of options, 
And right. if you send them down, then you lose them. Uh, you right. know, they can become uh, available on the market. So uh, it, it all depends. You know, look, that's what Adam Duvall did, by the way. You know, they Ooh. sent Adam Duvall down to Gwinnett, and he had a heck of a year there, came back mm-hmm. up the next year and, and uh, you know, had, had you know, got it back together. So, uh, you know, that's if, if that's what it takes, uh, if I'm Ozuna to be able to stay in the league, because I don't know that anybody's going to sign Marcel Ozuna, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that Oakland. anybody's going to just jump right out there and um, and and say, "Hey, I want to sign this guy," uh, just because of the problems that he's had. Speaking of uh, Adam Duvall and wrists, he broke his wrist too, and I, I feel for him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's um, it, it's you know, again. Um, if they're, you know, that whole bad luck, there wouldn't be any luck. At, you wouldn't have any luck mm-hmm. at all. So, uh, and, and that's a sad thing. So, sad thing. But it happens, um, right? Oh, yeah, it happens. Um, so, tonight, it's Friday night. Charlie Morton's on the bound against Brady Singer. Do you know anything yeah. about him? I do not. One and oh on the year. Well, He's got the see. one royal win. They've only got four. He's got one of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know any. Only picture I know about on the Marlins, or the Marlins, excuse me, on the Royals is Zach Grinky. Um, and to be quite honest, forever. With you, yeah, I'm be quite honest with you. A veteran pitcher like Zach Grinky, I'm surprised is not on another team. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm surprised he was not traded to be on a contender or whatever. But I, I suspect that the Royals. Uh, if and look, Grinky is a—he's just a, um, you know, not necessarily the freak of nature, but you could almost say that. Uh, I think Grinky could help somebody down the stretch, personally. How uh, old is he? You know, uh, he's about a hundred, I think. He's in his <laughs> late thirties. He's in his okay. late thirties. Yeah. Him and Kershaw yeah. are about the same age. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Grinky doesn't necessarily throw very hard. Um, you can go back and look at some of his curveballs he's thrown. Been about fifty something miles an hour. Uh, you wow. know, I mean, and 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 that's just by design. Uh, but uh, you know, he's he's going to work all sides of the plate. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, he's not going to blow you away. Uh, but you know, he's zero and three on the year. Uh, but with the Royals, that doesn't mean a lot. But the Royals have only won four games. Um, but still, uh, he's he's a veteran. And I still think he's got some uh, life left in him to help somebody down the stretch and, and win, a, win a World Series. I'm looking to see who is pitching Saturday for uh, – Is it uh, Bubik? Who is it? Uh, B-U-B-I-C, I believe is his name. Last name. Oh, like okay. I said, the only, I yeah, that's the only thing I know of uh, against – in. In this um, in this series, the only one I know so, of is. I believe the games are at eight, four, and two Eastern time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The um, Saturday game is an afternoon game, uh, and or mid afternoon game, I should say, and then uh, Sunday's an afternoon, straight up. You know what? Two o'clock or something like that. Your time. Yeah. Uh.
I, I don't know anything about that guy, the pitcher. Um, I think he's, let's see. Yeah, I was trying to look up, but I can't find it. A 164 on ERA? Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. He's 0-1. Uh, That's all that I know of. Um, yeah. yeah it's, you know, not bad. Um, and then, like you said, um, Kyle Wright versus that Grinky on Sunday at 210. Yeah, that's, I think, my important matchup. Uh, you know, and again, I, I, you know, Bryce Elder pitching, I think, uh, is uh, going to be important for him. You know, it seems like he's pitching for his life every time he goes out there. So, um, mm-hmm. maybe he needs to do that, feel that way every time. So, but yeah, that's, that's the pitching matchup for this weekend. So let me guess, you're blacked out from this game too. No, no, I can watch this game. The Royals are far really? enough away. I can watch it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Reds now, are they in are, Missouri or are they in Kansas? Well, they're in Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why um, I was thinking you might be blacked out from this. Yeah, no, they're actually far enough away that I can watch. I think so. Um, uh, we'll find out tonight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, when I tune in, sit down to watch, and all of a sudden I can't watch it. If that's the case, then I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, I may, you may, you may, I, I may, I may just have you stick your hand out and I catch my phone while I throw it or something. I don't know. <laughs> I might but just text you every inning. Yeah, yeah. I hope, um, I hope I can, I can watch. But yeah, they're far enough away that I don't get blacked out. Are you blacked out from? I guess the only other team is like Chicago or Cleveland. Are you blacked out from them? No. No, Chicago is, um, ironically enough, far enough away. Cleveland's far enough away. So, uh, really, the only ones that I am are Cincinnati and St. Louis. And St. Louis is the closest at three and a half hours, although Cincinnati's about five, almost six hours away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't understand that. Uh, I don't no, understand I don't the either. blackout rules. Uh, again, uh, I would like to sit down uh, with uh, Rob Manfred, uh, Major League Baseball, uh, commissioner and ask him um, why these idiotic um, rules are in place uh, mm. and they're stupid and anyway a few other things I'd like to tell him but um, yeah I'll keep those to myself maybe <laughs> oh boy. us in our, yeah. our soapboxes yes yeah maybe we should go ahead and get out of here before we get on another soapbox <laughs> Um, if that's all I got. Yep, I'm good, John. Well, if you've enjoyed listening to this, you can find us on any listening platform you prefer. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, there's probably plenty that I don't know about. Any pod catcher you can find. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Ethos Braves. I am at F3 Motley Crew. Um, Kyle has his Twitter handle, but I can't remember his Twitter handle. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. um, he is on the golf course at this moment. Yes, he so. is. And Jeremy, you're on social media, Facebook? Yeah, I'm only on the old Facebook, and you can find me at Jeremy Bell. Awesome. Um, well, thanks, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. And go Braves. Go Braves.